Hi everyone and welcome back to the Just Interesting People podcast. My name is Rosie and I'm here with my husband and co-host Jeremy as always. Thank you so much for tuning in today. Um, today's episode is going to be a little bit different. Tell us about it Jeremy. Hey. So yeah, today we don't have any guests. It's just uh, Rosie and I. It's been a while. We haven't done a solo slash duo <laughs> episode <laughs> without yeah. a guest uh, actually. Yeah, so we thought that we could do a Q&A today. Um, we are always the one asking questions <laughs> to our guests, interrogating them. <laughs> <laughs> and we thought it'd be nice to uh, switch places a bit. So we reached out to our guests and some of them sent us some questions. So we have actually quite a lot of questions. So we'll be able to do a part two and maybe part three later. Uh, we picked five questions for this episode that we're going to be answering as honestly as possible. <laughs> I'm uh, so nervous about this one. <laughs> I don't know why. I think when the pressure, like when the attention is on me, I feel the pressure. Like I have sweaty <laughs> palms. I'm nervous, but they're not bad questions. They're good questions. I'm, I don't know. I'm just nervous. Yeah, you're always nervous. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah, We at the beginning, I was planning in my head to do that without listening to the questions beforehand to just play and do it and actually i just listened to one to check the audio quality and it was a quite tricky question so i was like okay we're gonna have yeah. to listen to them so we can kind of think about it a little bit <laughs> i think because otherwise especially with my brain i would be sat here for 10 minutes going um um i yeah. don't know um so we've ca- we've somewhat prepared we listened to the questions literally just before we started recording so we have some sort of answers, but we're still going to kind of, you know, talk naturally and yeah, we, we'll we see what happens. Yeah. So. All right. So we have five questions and the first one is from Maria. So I'm going to play it now and then we'll answer. Hi, guys. Number one, I miss you so much. Not having you two in Miami is totally felt and I hope you're having the best time back home or wherever you ended up. My question for you guys is how has been your adjustment after leaving the magic city and leaving the beach life? Do you miss it? I'm sure you do but just tell us the pros and cons, you know, like what was the most transformative part of your experience in Miami and what did you learn going back home? Love you guys. Love you too, Maria. Thank you so much for sending in that question. This is kind it's of like, like three or four. <laughs> <laughs> it's kind of three or four questions in one. So I guess I don't know. Do we go one by one or do we? I don't yeah. know. Yeah, so was the first thing, the first part I guess was like, how was your adjustment after leaving Miami? Um, strange because even though we'd planned it for three, well, for about a year, but also especially for the past three months, it kind of happened, and then suddenly we were back in France again, and it was as if we'd never been to Miami it kind of felt like that last three and a half years it just kind of skipped over and it was like all of a sudden we're back in Europe and it was like whoa did that even happen did you find that Jeremy um it kind of felt like a dream almost yeah it's it was hard living 
I mean, let's be honest, it was really hard uh, saying goodbye to people and, and leaving this place. Um, and even if it is a choice and he was prepared for, yeah, one year, uh, still, it was still hard. Um, and I don't think I've, it didn't hit yet, actually. Uh, Same. I'm still, I keep I'm, I'm I'm still in back. vacation. <laughs> yeah. Because it's summer yeah. here and, and, and he's seeing family and everything. So I'm, in a sense, I'm, I miss people. That's the thing I miss the most mm. right now. Uh, I miss Miami, but it's not too bad. I miss the people. I miss my friends. Yeah. Missing Miami is not there yet because it's sunny here. Um, it's, it's not bad and stuff like that. So maybe in my head, yeah, I didn't process that we're not going back anytime soon. Mm. Um, so yeah, it's a tricky one. <laughs> yeah. I don't know. Like, it, like you said as well, because it was our decision, it's a weird one because you can make a decision but still feel sad about the un- outcome. And I think that's such a life lesson. Like, it was our decision to leave Miami. We could have stayed an extra two or three years with a visa. So it wasn't nothing to do with the visa. We could have stayed, but we made the decision to leave. And that's the weird part is you can make a decision and still feel sad about it. Yeah, yeah, that was a good life lesson this year. Mm. Um, What else? The pros and cons of leaving Miami. Well, for me, the pro has been spending time with my family and my grandma. She's 90. She'll be 91 in September. And I've been dying to see her for two years now well I think I saw her about a year and a half ago so I've been dying to see her since then and I'm not gonna cry because we all know I'm a crier but it's been so nice just like giving her a kiss every morning and every evening I'm crying um and spending time with her so that's been like a massive pro for me because I've missed her so much Jerry Orton yeah <laughs> seven minutes in and I'm crying <laughs> <laughs> no yes I mean oh. yeah same like seeing family has been it's been a long time it's been nearly two years uh, that we haven't seen people here so seeing family and, and a few friends uh, has been really nice spending time and so, so also something I, I am enjoying <laughs> because it's the first time is honestly not having the to work for that much um, yeah Jeremy it's the was first like... time in my life I've been unemployed it's been three months student. now you were a student and then you found a job. I mean, I think you had like After a couple a week. of weeks off of summer yeah. and then you found a job and you've had a job for the past 11 10, 11 years. years. So, yeah. So, and I mean, not like I'm not doing anything, but you know, I'm working, I'm on with them when I want, how much have I want. And if I'm on a day off, I take a day off and stuff like that. And it's tricky. I mean, I'm, I am struggling <laughs> with it, especially because... I think we would be in Miami, the adjustment would be easy because I had a routine there. So mm. it would be replacing an activity by another one. Yeah. But everything else wasn't like would have been the same. But going to a new place, being with your parents. Uh, That's a struggle in for itself. For a long time. That, I mean, yeah. <laughs> staying three months at your parents is a struggle in itself. So, you know, like trying to work when you want, as much as you want, when you have people distracting you and coming in the house and stuff like that and it's hard I'm, I'm i'm struggling to find my routine here i still haven't found it at all to be honest um it's really random everything i do but yes part of the process i mean i didn't expect to be as efficient and productive as straight away and also it's nice to take a break on a little bit so yeah it's a tricky one this one it's a funny one yeah 
I think one of my other cons is obviously being away from friends. Like we said, I feel like the friends in Miami were like the best. Mm. <laughs> like literally they were like, I've kind of said before, maybe in other episodes, but like I, like with my other friends, I don't feel like I could be my full self apart from Karen. Whereas the friends in Miami, like I could be me, I could be silly and stupid and have super blonde moments and just be myself and be loved for it anyway. Whereas I feel like other times with other friendships, I probably wasn't my true self. So I'm definitely missing friends like Jeremy said earlier um and yeah spending six weeks with the in-laws was not easy I had a weekly <laughs> breakdown a weekly cry of being like I can't be here anymore and then the next day I'd be fine again so that was a bit of a con but um but otherwise I mean it's nice to see them it's a, it's a funny one isn't it it's nice to see them yeah. but then sometimes it can be a little bit too much and you're a bit like much. okay I'm done like <laughs> a week is fine six weeks is a bit long but um no it's been good overall yeah, something um, I miss also, just before you move on, more than just seeing the friends is all the conversations that we have with our friends. Yeah, um, yeah. Because let's say that we, we, we met a community in Miami and we had some friends that were really open and, and willing to talk about anything, personal things and interesting things. When, and it's, I think, to carry on with next the next questions from Maria... Uh, about like what's hitting about going home and everything is um, going back to my small town seeing people that are still having the same life they had 10 20 years ago uh, I realized how much I changed and how much I grew and how disconnected I feel from everything here and all the people here is weird as hell yeah you kind of feel like a foreigner in your own country but then especially when you do so much personal in my growth house stuff, yeah and then you can't <laughs> really have a conversation with your family because they're so not on the same wavelength so yeah that's yeah. like one of the so the mo- the next question i guess of maria's is the most transformative part about miami i think it was all the growth and yeah. being around people who are life coaches and who are, are business owners and ambitious and want to be millionaires and like do their own thing and dance in the street and just do anything and everything and I bloody love that because I think English people are quite reserved and also I think you know there'd be a lot of judgment and a lot of like oh my god what are they thinking about me whereas Miami it's just like do whatever the fuck you want dress how you want dance where you want do literally do what you want and you're going to be loved either way and I think being surrounded by those people and like Jeremy was saying, life coach, like some of our friends are life coaches and they ask good questions you're going to hear Carlos's one later on (laughs) but like having (laughs) questions asked you that you've never been asked before and being like oh well I don't know no one's ever asked me that before because people usually ask about the weather or about food or they gossip about other people and I guess it's the first time I'm surrounded by people who ask questions about well how did that make you feel and tell me about your childhood trauma and like (laughs) I don't know deep like actual deep conversations and it's mad to like spend that much time with these people and it's rubbed off on us for sure and now we're back to like Okay, so what do you want for dinner? Oh, this person down the road got married and divorced and this person died. And it's just like nothing conversation, basically. So I think, yeah, the growth for sure was like the most transformative part of meeting the people that we met, you know, that we met there. We're so fortunate to be, to have made these friends really and to to have been exposed to this kind of way of thinking that I don't know. I don't know if it's normal in the whole of the States. I think it really is a Miami thing. We didn't travel much in the States. And, and even and even Miami. I think we, we were really lucky to find the people that we did find in Miami. 
I think yeah, we, Miami can we, be a we lived in a bubble. <laughs> yeah, we lived in a bubble. Yeah. Like I've said yeah. that a million times. Miami was real life. We we were so blessed to miss to meet the people that we did meet because it's yeah. Yeah. And then the last yeah. part of that question was um what did you learn coming back home? And for me, um I don't think I've even told you this, Jeremy. One of my biggest things that I've learned is that I want to spend more time with my family. And even though we're planning to go, to go traveling, so that makes zero sense, I know. But like being here for six weeks, I've absolutely loved being here for six weeks. Like I've loved my parents' company. I've loved my grandma's company. And I've not done this. I've not lived at home for this long since I was probably 17, 18. Because I was doing university. And then over summers, I'd go traveling. And then I'd, you know, lived in Paris with Jeremy in France and then Miami. So I've never been, like, I kind of go home for a week or two. So being at home for six weeks and actually getting to know my parents again because I feel like in a week or two you can't really get to know them and people obviously change and evolve and it's been so nice to get to know my parents again and for them to get to know me as an adult because like I said they haven't spent this much time with me since I was 17 so it's been nice for them to kind of be like wow you're a mature woman and you've changed so much since I don't know it's just been so nice and I've kind of realized that yes travel is fantastic but also spending time with family is also fantastic and I feel like I've missed out on a bit of that these past 10 years because we've been either in France or Miami or traveling and things and I think for me I've learned that I want to spend more time at home whether that isn't over summers or Christmas or something but I want to see my family more so that's some news for Jeremy he's going to enjoy that coming back home all the time (laughs) and what's funny is if I have to answer honestly in my ways after spending three months here I'm convinced even more that I don't want to stay here yeah (laughs) Oh, crikey, uh, we're going to have some deep conversations, that, aren't we? <laughs> like I said before, I'm so disconnected from everything and everyone here. I feel yeah. like a foreigner, like complete foreigner, like an alien here. And I yeah. can't wait to leave, to meet different people. And yeah, <laughs> so we'll have to figure this out. <laughs> <laughs> Stay tuned for what happens there. Don't worry, guys, we're not going to get a divorce. We'll work through it. <laughs> no, that's funny. <laughs> yeah. All right. Uh, thank you, Maria, for your really good questions. That was a good start. We're going to move on to Carlos. Uh, I'm going to play the question now. Hey, Rosie and Jeremy. Uh, so my question for you guys, for your podcast, is what's something for each one of you? Um, that you don't want us, the podcast listeners, to know about you. Love you guys. Love you too, Carlos. Um, this is okay, such Jeremy, a good Carlos question. <laughs> this is what we were talking about, about yeah. questions that you hadn't really thought about before, and you're like, oh, I don't know. That Go on over to you. One. Um, yeah. I'd say that there's probably many ways to answer this question, but as of the, the first thing that came to my head when I heard that um, is actually really related to what's going on right now. Uh, and I won't go into, into too much details today, maybe when time is right. Um, but basically, when we left Miami, we had to come back a few days before then we planned and we actually we had to change plan we came to France rather than England because something happened in my family 
and I had to be there. I had to be in my house um, to support my family and my parents more precisely. And basically for the past three months, I pretty much didn't leave my house apart from three days maybe. I went to see a friend once, two, two friends, like two days, and that's about it. But I've been pretty much stuck in my house non-stop for the past three months since May 1st or May 3rd that we arrived. Mm. And it's not been the comeback that I expected. Um, yes, it's nice to see people and everything, but something happened that make that's making it really hard. And it's been a real struggle. Uh, on top of everything that we said about living in Miami, like the, some circumstances here are making it really hard to be here. Uh, Rosie left and went to England, so she's in England right now, I'm still in France. So also being apart for the past like two months, pretty much uh, seven weeks, uh, is really starting to hit because <laughs> we are not used to be apart for that long. And well, we're not used to being apart at all, we're yeah. 24-7, <laughs> yeah. like literally 24-7. So even a day away is like, oh, I've missed you today because I went shopping on my own. Yeah. So like seven <laughs> weeks is, that's a long time. Yeah, and... And also, like, I mean, on a more really personal level, I haven't been really well psychologically. Uh, I had a lot of downs and bad days, not wanting to do anything, uh, barely leaving the house. Or, I mean, sometimes I'm just leaving my bedroom because I know my parents are here. And if I stay in my bedroom, they're going to wonder what's going on. So I'm getting out basically to see them. But I would happily stay in bed some days uh, because I just don't want to do today. And, uh, yeah, it's not something that I talk about much on social stuff because it's not time and I will one day, I'll talk about it, but I'm not ready yet. And yeah, like the podcast is not seeing that <laughs> because it's not obvious, but yeah, on a more personal level right now, I'm not having the best time of my life. Uh, it's not the comeback that we expected at all. It's a lot of uncertainty and a lot of struggles and a lot of anxiety and stress and doing my best to think about all the positive stuff that I learned in Miami to actually stay sane because it's actually also interesting because like, I'm so glad whatever's going on right now is happening after Miami and I grew and I think I have the tools to deal with it psychologically uh, to help other people and also to support myself. I think what I'm going through right now would have happened before my growth from Miami. I've no idea what would be happening in my head right now. Um, but because I've learned yeah. like meditation and I've learned to let go of things, I've learned to take care of myself, I've, left, I've learned to detach myself to a bunch of things. And yeah, in a sense, it's <clears throat> a good thing that's happening now uh, because even if I'm not great, um, I'm okay. I'm staying above the water. Um, thanks to yeah, everything you're better I've learned. For it. Yeah, yeah, clearly, a hundred percent. I think the main thing as well with you is that in Miami, like you said, you had a routine. Like you would wake up and watch the sunrise and go for a walk on the beach. Then you'd come home and work from nine till twelve, and you'd have lunch, and then you'd read a book for a bit, and then you'd work again. And like you had a routine. Whereas I think not having a routine, being back at home, a different environment, not working, you've kind of also lost reading and meditation and yoga and walks and all the things that kind of used to ground you and 
journaling even you're, you're not done that for months all these things that helped keep you somewhat level have kind of been thrown out the window and you maybe do yoga once a week or mm. you maybe read a little bit and I think that's also probably I mean you know it but it's hard you know when, even if you know something it's hard to then do it but I think that's also yeah not helping is that you're kind of thrown off a little bit with things that normally you would do yeah I'm, I'm not, not really wanted to I'm not psychologically um good enough to want to do things like that and i know it's it's always tricky like i know that would make me feel better but i can't mm. be asked doing it because yeah. i'm in this like, bad circle like, like <laughs> yeah like i say to you do yoga you'll feel yeah. better you do yoga and you feel better but yeah. then it's the doing the yoga that's the hard part but is the getting, getting them out yeah putting I, on the channel actually putting on your clothes and doing it that's the hardest part yeah. of doing yoga is getting I on can't the mat. find the strength to do it yeah it's, and what was interesting as well is that when I was in France with you for that first six weeks, we'd go out for walks because you knew it was good for me. Yeah. I remember you said that to me. You were like, you know, we'd go out for a walk pretty much every day because it was good for my mental health to get out. But then while I'm not here, you're not here. You're not looking after me. Yeah. You're equally not looking after yourself because you're not going out for walks because you haven't got me to look after. You just got yourself to look after, and you don't think you're worth looking after. I don't know, but <laughs> yeah. I'll be back in two weeks and we'll be back out doing yoga and walks. Don't worry, guys. I'm looking after him. <laughs> but yeah, it's bit, thank you for sharing. I know that was not easy yeah. but I think it's important to talk about these things though because on social media like it can look like we're having the perfect life yeah and I think this is the thing that I was going to share is I feel a little bit lost at the moment and I'm going to cry saying this I don't know why but like you know on social media it's like oh we had this amazing time in Miami and then we left to Europe and now we're seeing family and friends and we're off you know visiting places and taking gorgeous photographs and then we're going to go off traveling around the world but that all sounds well and good, but actually, like, I'm at home tidying my parents' house for them. Jeremy's at home dealing with that pile of mess. We haven't seen each other for seven months. Uh, seven weeks, sorry. Not seven months, we'd never <laughs> do that. Seven weeks. Um, we don't have income coming in. We don't have a job. We don't really have a purpose in such, you know, as, as a way of like, okay, well, I have to do this every day to get things, you know, get jobs done and answer to the boss or whatever. So, um. Yeah, I think my thing is I'm feeling a little bit lost in life. But I think, honestly, I think once this mess is sorted and we can get off traveling and get back to being us, I think we'll be able to, you know, just get back to being good. I think mm. at the moment it's tough and we're there for each other. But, you know, things can only get better, can't they? Yeah. And I mean, we have a plan. Like, we, we thought it's true. Like, we, we have the money saved. So not having an income right now is not, like, an issue is what it is that like we, we save the, the money yeah, and, <laughs> yeah, yeah and but like we have a plan also like we know what we have to do uh it's just yeah. right now we are not in well i'm not in a mental place uh, place to execute like mm. i've got a few things i need to learn to do some things like i want to do anything apart from learning right now mm. uh, my brain is just not in a space for that um i'm glad that this podcast is keeping me busy honestly i spent hours on promotion and creating content and everything and that's a good way to stay creative and stuff like that so i'm, I'm, I'm really glad i've got that um also you know flying the drone and, and everything um but yeah like my, right right now i have a certain amount of energy and brain capacity to do a few things but i can't execute everything that we've planned and yeah i mean it's, it's, it's gonna come like you said more of the when we're going to go traveling and we're going to go back to our plan and stuff like that, we'll go back on track and, and figure it out. Cause I mean, we did 
think about it for a long time so yeah it's been a it's been a long weeks and months um and then the other thing i wanted to answer with this question about what's something you don't want the podcast guests to know is that even though it was both of our ideas to start this podcast when jeremy decided last january february time is like we're doing it and i was like oh my god do i have do i have to do it can you do it on your own he was like no you have to do it with me and so something i don't want my listeners to know but I'm going to share is that every single time Jeremy books in a podcast I'm like oh shit we've got to record another episode I really don't want to do that oh my god like I don't want to but then and I'm always super nervous but then as soon as we start recording and as soon as we especially once we finish the episode I'm like oh my god that was so good that was such a good episode I so love talking to that person and it's so funny how every single time I'm like ugh do we have to (laughs) and then every single time I'm like yes I bloody loved that like it's I don't know. Yeah, it's so funny. <laughs> yeah, it's funny. Thank you so much, Carlos, for this really good question. I'm not surprised by it because you always have good good question for us. So thank you so much, and I miss we you. We love you and miss <laughs> you. <laughs> right next is uh, a question from Givana. Hi, it's Givana Heyman. Uh, Thanks so much for having me on your podcast and for inviting me back to ask you a question here. Um, We met because I was a guest faculty at the yoga teacher training program that you took during COVID. You took it online. And so I'm curious about how the experiences we have during COVID are translating into our lives afterwards. And I'm curious if you're teaching yoga now. Um, And if so, if you're working with people in real life and how that is different than learning and teaching yoga online, especially as a new teacher. Anyway, so I'd love to know how that's going for you. And um, thanks again for having me. Okay, bye. Oh, thank you so much, Jeremy, for sending in the question. Um, So I'm going to answer first because Jeremy's answer is going to be pretty quick. (laughs) (laughs) Um, So I am teaching, but I'm teaching on YouTube. So I have um, every single Monday I post a YouTube yoga class. Um, really enjoying it actually because it's quite nice to go through my book and think of different poses I want to teach and kind of write out a routine and plan it and make sure it all flows and try and teach different things and try and kind of expand my knowledge but also my teaching and try and provide something different every time so I kind of have some desk yoga some fast and hot like hard yoga well it's hard for me but probably not for Jeremy because he's like a, a beast um <laughs> but what I class is hard yoga and also like relaxing restorative yoga stuff so it's been really nice for me to kind of explore and do and not have the pressure of actually teaching somebody and I know that sounds weird because people are practicing but I don't have somebody in front of me that I've got to kind of look after and make sure I'm not hurting them um so I've been enjoying that and it has made me realize that I want to learn more so I'd love to do a kind of meditation course and learn about that because I feel like sometimes my um shavasana or breath work isn't probably as good as it could be for the people that are listening so I'd love to learn more about meditation and also maybe yin yoga or restorative yoga um so I definitely want to learn more and it's kind of it's been interesting and the thing that I actually enjoy the most about doing my yoga teacher training is that I can now teach myself a yoga class like I can every single class is basically a class for me that I record and as I'm teaching it as I'm saying okay lower down your shoulders raise your chest I'm cueing it for other people but I'm also cueing it for myself I notice what I'm doing that could be improved and I kind of teach myself but record it so I'm actually really enjoying that process um so you can go ahead to my YouTube channel if you want to go and watch some of those um 
and the other thing I was going to say is yeah it's, so it's not online uh, it's not sorry in person it's all online and I've not taught anybody in person yet and it's something that I'm quite nervous to do honestly um it's funny because I think as well we we kind of talked about this and we were saying that you know when we go traveling maybe in India or in Thailand or in Laos or wherever we're going to go we could always use yoga teaching as something that we either use to make money or use to kind of stay in hotels for free like oh can we stay here for a week and we'll teach yoga every morning or can we you know whatever I kind of thought it'd be something that we could use but I think the longer it goes without teaching somebody in person the less I want to do it and I'm getting quite comfortable teaching people on my yoga on my um, YouTube channel so maybe that means I need to go ahead and teach people in in person (laughs) if I'm scared of doing it and also like I've kind of wanted to teach my parents but they're a little bit reluctant I think they're scared that they're not going to be able to do poses and even though it was an accessible yoga course I should be able to teach them um so yeah not teaching in person but teaching every Monday on YouTube if you want to go ahead and watch that but yeah what about you Jeremy I had no plan to teach (laughs) (laughs) to be honest Um, this is I, I do remember the first the first day of the training we all introduced ourselves and as we were like what 24 of us i think and a few mm. people including me said uh, i've got no plan to teach but i'm doing this training to improve my practice uh, um, and i remember adrian saying everyone says that and everyone is up teaching <laughs> yeah <laughs> and all that. yeah i mean i i i didn't do the training to become a teacher um i did the training to improve my practice so i haven't taught a class since we graduated and i'm honestly not planning to i did it for myself um and actually it's funny because even when i do practice yoga for myself i still watch a class I don't mm. do my own flow, which I think is something I'll do eventually. But like I said, I've, I've not been a place on the seat to use my brain to create a class right now. And I'm even just struggling to follow a class right now. So um, I think that's something I'll do uh, when we're traveling or, or, or whatever, because we don't have a connection. So just practicing maybe just the two of us, you know, and stuff like that. But I'm su- still super glad I've done it because when I do practice, I have the tools to correct myself. Mm. Uh, you know, I I know that my body needs to be aligned this way, and I need to move this here and stuff like that. So I think I've I've improved a lot my own practice, and and I don't hurt myself or anything. Um, I also learn so much movement that even if I don't have the courage right now to roll the mat and do yoga, uh, I'm always doing. Like my dad keeps saying, like you're always moving, you're always doing things. Like yeah, because when I I'm sat on the floor working on a computer or whatever. I'm always doing like something with my legs or my arms or stretching. And because I've got the tools like to, you know, stretch and move and extend the muscle or whatever. Uh, so I'm glad I have this knowledge and, and all the tools that I've learned doing training. Because even, yeah, I'm not using it to teach, but I'm using it to take care of myself a little bit. And yeah, I'm really glad that, about that. I would love to, I don't know if you would ever do it, but I would love to have you teaching on my YouTube channel a class because I think your yoga classes would be completely different to mine because mine are pretty chill. (laughs) 
my like Jeremy's always like come on Rosie get it going let's do some movement and I'm like no it's a nice relaxing class Jeremy like all three of the classes whereas I think if Jeremy was to teach I think it would be completely different. I think it'd be amazing for my audience to kind of get two different sides and be like, okay, we're going to have relaxing yoga with Rosie and we're going to have powerful whatever yoga with Jeremy where we're going to get our heart pumping and do press-ups and sit-ups and like active, I don't know. So maybe at one point that'll happen. Yeah. Yeah. Right now, the most teaching I do is reviewing Rosie classes because she usually, I either help her to prepare the class or I check her class and I tell her you should change that here and stuff like that I'm the assistant (laughs) right now yeah (laughs) assistant director of yoga with Rosie which is good because (laughs) I can't or like sometimes I miss a transition that I could do or sometimes I put something at the beginning that would be better at the end or you know sometimes you'll give variations because there's only so much there's not it's not there's only so much that you know but when you're planning a whole class you can sometimes forget about certain poses that maybe would be better or in a different sequence yeah. or well and also I, I i do practice other people classes more than you do like yeah. you do your own things when i practice quite a lot on wire flow tv with adrian and actually other teachers so i see i, I pick things from other people uh, poses transitions movement and and so now i'm like oh like i've done that last week and that was quite interesting feeling like maybe you could put that here mm. or whatever so teamwork (laughs) it's funny as well though because like before the yoga teacher training I would do classes and it'd be hard to find the class that would be exactly what I want for that day because you know if I was sold back I want to do these exact movements and it's what I want to do with my body on that day and I was waiting to learn how to do it myself so I could do it myself so now I can do it myself I do do it myself which means I don't particularly watch anybody else's class because I know they're not going to be exactly what I want to do that day because only I know in my body exactly what I want to do that day so it's interesting how like yes I should be watching other teachers to learn and to learn vocab and to learn poses and to learn different transitions and all the rest of it but at the same time I do yoga for me and for my body and what I want on that day in that moment and the classes that I do is specifically what I want I don't care well I do plan it but I don't care about you know it looking fancy it's just about what I want to do in that moment so it's a funny kind of like I should watch more classes to learn other people's things, but also I do yoga for me and my body and I do what I want on the, in that time and moment. So I kind of probably should watch more people, I'll be honest, but no, it's been fun. It's been fun teaching and it's been, it, I'm glad I've carried on because I feel like if I hadn't, I might have lost the confidence and also some of the language skills and do you know what I mean? I, th- I feel like yeah. it's one of those things where if you don't use it, you lose it. Yeah. So I kind of want to keep teaching, even if my classes aren't great, even if nobody watches, even if, like, I don't mind. People are watching. (laughs) Well, people are watching, I know, but even if they didn't, I'm doing it for me anyway. Um, And I kind of want to keep it up and I kind of want to learn more and get, not about getting better, but I want to learn more so that I can teach different things and kind of just feel more comfortable because sometimes I do feel a little bit like, oh, I'm not good enough to be doing this. (laughs) But yeah, there's another answer for Carlos's question. I don't think I'm good enough to teach yoga, but I do it anyway. Yeah, good. So thank you so much for sending in that question. Um, Next up is Alejandra, right? Yes, playing now. Are there any patterns in the human experience that you've seen from listening to so many stories and so many people come on your podcast and share their unique story? Have you seen a pattern in what the human experience is? Okay, love this question. 
Um, thank you, Alejandra. Obviously, we love you, miss you. Thank you for sending in the question. Um, so I, I don't know if you want to answer first. I don't mind. I can go if you want. Okay. So, well, I was going to say. So I personally feel like everybody goes through shit. Yeah. Everybody's got a story. Everybody's got this really bad thing that happened to them. But then equally, everybody learns and grows and deals with it and evolves and becomes a better person for it. And I feel like by sharing stories like we're doing, it kind of validates people listening, I hope, and help, you know, I feel like actually, so few things. When we spoke to Sari, I remember afterwards, she was like, oh my God, it was so healing to talk about this. And it's so nice to give people a platform to tell their story and we just listen. Like we ask us, you know, a couple of questions, but otherwise we're just listening like you are. Um, so it's amazing to give people the platform to tell their story and be heard and be listened to. And I think that's very important. But it's also very important for listeners to hear stories that are like theirs and to listen to somebody who maybe was an alcoholic or somebody who experienced childhood abuse or somebody who was in 9-11 or somebody who whatever like but also good stories about people who follow their dreams and people who are dancers and people who I can't think of anything else like overcome addiction and all these different things like I think it's so important for people to tell their story but also for people to listen to other people's stories so that they feel like they're not alone um so I think that's the common thing that I've noticed is that everybody goes through something like nobody's life is perfect even if it looks like it's on social media nobody's life is perfect and people go through stuff but people are resilient and people fight through and get through and overcome these obstacles and become better people in the end. And that's something that I've learned is that we all need to be compassionate with everyone and not judge people by what they might look like because maybe they've gone through something that made them that way or maybe they're dealing with something that you don't know about or I don't know. I just think everybody's kind of on the same journey but not at the same time, if that makes sense. Yeah. Did any of that make sense? <laughs> yeah, <you> did. <laughs> <laughs> what about you Jeremy what do you think is like the common experience from the speakers that we've had um, that was one of them um, everyone is going through some shit at some point and even if we don't know about it even if the lives look perfect on social media or on whatever uh, yeah we're all going through shit and we should be a bit more compassionate with each other because we never know what's going on, you know, behind the doors or whatever. Um, something else would be that, I mean, we started the podcast because we noticed by meeting people that a lot of people have a good story. Good or bad, it doesn't matter. But a lot of people have a story worth sharing. Uh, mm. A lot of people have a story that other people can relate to. A lot of people feel alone feel weird because they have xyz going on and there's probably another human being on the planet that have some similar shit good or bad similar stuff uh, going on so sharing those stories helping people to relate to connect and to realize they're not alone and maybe they're getting in touch you know had it be interesting to ask our guests if guests if they have actually mm. people reaching out you know about oh thank you for sharing this because I've been going through the same things or whatever, you know, like when we, when, when we did share about, about child loss and, you know, pregnancy loss and everything, we had people reaching out. So, you, yeah. you know, you never know. But yeah, everyone has a story. And I mean, even <laughs> to be totally honest, like sometimes it's like, I'm like, Rosie, who should we interview? And she's like, oh, maybe this person. I'm like, do you think we're going to have anything like a good story there? Like, I don't know, <laughs> you know, like, 
No, but it's, it's interesting. And, and there is one. But Yeah, there's always a story. We, human beings, most of us tend to be really uh, careful with what we share. We don't, most of us, sadly, are not like, totally open and vulnerable. And also on the other side, we don't always listen to other people or we don't always pay attention to what's going on in other people's life. Which means sometimes, you know, you feel, and because we don't ask the right question and we're not interested enough to get to know them better. So there's some people that I'm sure, you know, we know, that you know, but you actually know them. Yeah. How many people we knew for, I don't know how many months and years in Miami and after recording, it's like, okay, now I know you. Yeah. Why we didn't have this conversation before is because we didn't feel it was appropriate to ask those questions. But because we have the podcast, we kind of have the permission to ask those questions and and mm. to go deeper. And yeah, sometimes even if we are like, you know, I'm not sure what we're going to be talking about in this one, to be honest. Like, I don't, I've got this and now, but I don't know where we're going to be going and if it's going to be really, you know, that good. Like, I don't know, uh, honestly. And, and actually, it's always amazing. It's always like, wow, thank you so much for sharing this because I'm, I'm glad, you know, I know that whatever it is, good or bad, again, so that's yeah. something that came up. Um, yeah, a, lo- a lot of people are courageous. Uh, a lot of people go through th- shit. A lot of people um, behind their normal life and everything. There's, there's something there. There's always something that makes them special, I think. And it really makes you want to carry on. And it's also that all of these stories, like all of these good things and bad things that happen, it makes you who you are. And like, yes, we've experienced four child losses, but it also means that we are who we are in terms of like compassion towards people. Or maybe somebody else has lost a baby or maybe somebody else has to have an abortion or somebody else can't get pregnant or somebody else, like whatever, whatever it is, we're a hell of a lot more compassionate than we were beforehand because we understand what that is like. And even if you can't fully understand everybody's story I feel like even by listening to it and them explaining to you about their feelings and their process and what they went through you become a lot more compassionate to everyone because like I said before you don't really know what people have been through and it's only by listening to stories that you start to maybe understand that people don't have it as easy as you or as bad as you whatever it is but yeah it's it's been super interesting yeah and like you were saying, it's it's amazing when you have somebody on, you think, oh, we're just going to talk about life in Miami, being a yoga teacher and being a DJ. And then actually I was thinking about Katie and then she comes out with this whole story. If you haven't listened to it, go and listen to it. And we were just like, we weren't expecting it at all. Had this whole story. Where we were like, holy shit. Well, thank you for sharing that because you don't talk about it often because we had no idea. And like you say, you get to know somebody so much better. Yeah. Like you feel like you're besties after talking to them for an hour because it's like a real conversation rather than weather and food and other people it's actually like okay let's talk about your hardest time or your your best time and like share your experience and connect together and it's just the best way to get to know someone honestly it's been mm. incredible yeah really thank, thank you. you for that question yeah and thank you all our guests because without you guys uh i mean yeah yeah just be excited would... talking <laughs> yeah <in the> <laughs> might be funny but (laughs) (laughs) no but it's the people that we talk to that make this podcast incredible and it's you know their stories and their vulnerability and their honesty and their courage to share these stories as well it's it wouldn't be what it is without you so thank you everyone for sharing and also for people for listening as well you're a part of this Mm. okay so final uh, final question from sifra yeah so many people would describe you guys as 
power couple because of how you each show up in each other's lives and all of the work and support that you lend each other to be able to continue to help each other grow. What are some of the things that you guys do in your day-to-day life to help support each other in this continuous growth as partners? Thank you so much, Sephra, for the question. Um, I've got to start off by saying I love that people call us a power couple because <laughs> it's literally just us. Like we're just ourselves. But it's so interesting that people see us that way, don't you think? Yeah, it's. I don't know how many times we heard that in, in Miami. Like, you guys are the goal. Like, I want to be like you when I'm in Your couple. couple goals. Like, Your power couple, yeah. Uh, and it's funny because we don't have this image. We're not trying to be. We're not. You know, like we're just us. Yeah, <laughs> we're just us, and and it's interesting how people have this image of us like that. Um, yeah, and she's not the only one to say it either. Like it oh, was no, said to it's... us quite a few times by different people. Yeah, yeah. So I mean, we're flattered. It's nice, thank you. But <laughs> yeah. it's it's very strange for us because we're just like <laughs> we're not trying to be inspirational, trying to be this power couple or couple goals. Like we're just us, and people obviously see that and see that. I think people see that we're genuine. That's the thing is that like. We just genuinely love each other. Yeah. And I think that's what maybe people like. I don't know. Yeah. Which um, makes it hard to answer this question because I don't have a magic yeah. recipe. It's not like, so we did, you know, X, Y, Z, and that's why we're amazing. Like <laughs> Every morning we talk about our dreams and goals. Know, like, and Like, no, we're just I, I a don't normal know. couple. That, I mean, the real question is I don't have a clue. Uh, the real the answer. The real answer. Is, yeah. I have no idea what to say to that. Um, I'm going to try to answer. <laughs> but... I can't say that if you do the same, it's going to work for you. Because when I say it, I'm not trying. I didn't read a book about it. I didn't... Um, I'd say that we talk a lot. Mm-hmm. Uh, communication has been always there. And I think we are also very good friends. Like we started as friends. Um, excuse and... me, Jeremy. <laughs> we are best friends, okay. not just very good friends. Best friends. You're my bestie. <laughs> but I think that's important because <laughs> we, w- when we met, like we had fun without, like before being together, we had fun and yeah, and we lived together to start with. Uh, we had fun and we became friends before becoming lovers, if I have to say. So yeah, but we. We stayed friends. Yeah. Sometimes like becoming like a couple didn't replace becoming friends. It's just an addition. Yeah. Uh, we, are, we are friends. And we laugh and have fun and do stupid shit and annoy each other. And like, <laughs> no, but yeah, like we, we play. Like we don't just, uh, you know, because you're my wife, I need to be careful. And I, I still know you like I would with some friends, you know, so like we, yeah. we tease each other and stuff like that. And yeah. Um, you know, I think that's important. I think that's one of the reasons we are still here. Um, communication. Also, we are really honest. Uh, I think with each other. Like, I'm so not. I'm, I'm. I'm not scared to call you on your bullshit. I'm not scared to tell you shut up. I'm not scared to tell you this is shit, Rosie. You should not like. I don't know. Like, so yeah. I was talking to my mum about this, about previous boyfriends who were in the car on the way back from the Lake District. And I was talking about like, I can't imagine what my life would be like if I'd have stayed with this guy or that guy or this guy, whatever. <laughs> with Mikey. It's all called Mikey, your exes. <laughs> One minute. Let's not name names. But 
all called imagine. the same. <laughs> no, they're not. There was one called... Anyway, it doesn't matter what they're called. But I couldn't imagine my life, like what my life would be like if I'd have been with any of these people. And I was saying to the, the like one of Mike's boyfriends was like the nicest guy. He was too nice in that like I could literally do anything. And like I walked on what's that thing where they, like, you praise the ground that I walked on and all like I could have got away with murder with him and it just would have been fine and I hate that like I I wanted someone to stand up to me and be like well that's a pile of bullshit Rosie and I'd be like yes like I'd fucking look like it's sometimes I'm like do you like my dress and Jeremy's like no I think it's awful <laughs> that bit's not so fun but at least I know I was saying to my mom at least I know that if you say I look nice I know you're being genuine I know you're being honest like I actually look nice or you actually like this thing or like, I think your honesty is one of the things that I love the most about you. Because a lot of people tell little white lies or try and make you feel better or like, oh, you look so nice today, even if you don't think they do. Like, you're just so honest with me and I love that. And sometimes it's not appreciated. <laughs> most of the time it is. <laughs> but yeah, I think your honesty is for sure, like one of my favorite qualities about you. Mm. Um, So for me, I was thinking about this. I think communication again is key which I remember at the beginning of our relationship. So <laughs> your family is not super open about things. We've mentioned this at the beginning. They like to talk about people and food and that's TV maybe in sports and that's kind of it. But they don't talk about feelings or I don't know. And I remember at the beginning, it was kind of like pulling teeth if you heard that expression before. It was kind of like, Jeremy, we need to talk about this because otherwise it's not going to get solved and we need to, you know, communication, communication. And I think that was really good that I did that at the beginning to make you talk about things and it kind of just set a precedent then for the whole relationship. It's just like anything now we talk about everything, like whether it's a major thing or a minor thing, we talk about it. So I think communication is key. And the other thing is about support. And you always say this is one of your favorite qualities about me is that I support you no matter what. You'll say like, I'm going to quit my job. And I'm like, let's do it. I want to quit my job, leave Miami, become jobless, go traveling around the world. Okay, let's do it. And like, obviously it was a joint decision. It wasn't just you deciding. And I'm like, yeah, okay, let's do it. Like it was a joint decision. But I feel like anything you want to do, I back you 100%. I'm like, okay, we're going to do it. Like let's podcast. Like I said, every episode, I'm like, oh, I don't want to go on the episode. But I do it for you and I enjoy it afterwards. But like I support you 100% in everything you do. And I think that's super important as well to have somebody who supports you and pushes you and encourages you and wants you to do well rather than someone who's like, well, that's not a very good idea. Or, well, you can do it on your own and let me know how you get on. Like I think support is like, huge because we're not alone in anything that we do like we were saying like you help me plan my yoga classes it's not just me planning my yoga classes Jeremy helps me and we like we help each other equally with whatever it is we're doing we might not particularly be involved like Jeremy's probably not going to teach yoga class but he's there behind the scenes helping with recording or helping with photographs or helping with um the sequence or or, or standing behind the camera and doing the thing because you don't remember what's coming after (laughs) yeah (laughs) like sometimes I sit behind like I give him my list so I don't have like a piece of paper in front of me and he'll like do the pose behind the camera so I'm like okay next is quick look at Jeremy oh it's tree pose okay next up is tree pose and like Yeah, I just think, so for me, communication and support are the two main things that I think we have that I think are crucial. And like, yes, we have fun and yes, we love each other. And, you know, we have all these things. But for me, those two are like the key, the key components to being a power couple, I guess. (laughs) Yeah, I like like what you said before about um, like being honest with each other. Because, yeah, I feel like, and I've been like that in previous relationship, I think, but like, I don't know how many times I've heard a girl breaking up for me with me saying, like, oh, you're too nice. And I think that was just a pile of crap and it was just an excuse. <laughs> um, <laughs> but, but it's something I've heard before from other 
people uh, from other girls, especially like the guy being too nice with the girl, um, or or also I feel like some people or you know I can't talk to you about that because you're my partner. Um, mm. That should be with my friends, you know, uh, and and I'm not supposed to act this way with you uh, because mm. you're my partner. I'm supposed to act a certain way. And I can be this myself with my friends or stuff like that. Like that's yeah. something I see in in, in some couples. Um, there is like yeah, uh, a person in a couple and a person when you see them one one. When I think yeah. we are pretty the same, like you can see us individually or together. Like there's not much difference, really. Yeah. And yeah. and also the way we talk about each other and stuff like that, there's not much difference. Which yeah, um, I guess it's linked to honesty and about. Like honesty in what we say, but as, as as we act as well, how we behave uh, around each other and around people. Yeah. And we're yeah, not trying to be someone else. Well, we don't have a, a a mask for situation A and a mask for situation B or whatever. Mm. Yeah. Yeah. I think honestly, like, it's funny because I can't imagine being single at thirty three with like online dating and things now <laughs> i think we're so lucky that we found each other randomly in australia mm. when we were 22 like how did that happen i have no idea but like the other thing though like it's not just about reading the, meeting the right person it's also about both of you putting in the same amount of effort and i think that's mm. huge as well and that like relationships don't work if one person yesterday yeah <laughs> like if one person's madly in love and the other person is somewhere here nor there like kind of you know they like them but whatever like you both have to put in the same amount of effort and set you know not set standards but set what's the what's the word like expectations i guess of what you want the other person to be like and to behave like and you know what you will accept and what you won't accept and yeah there's a lot that goes into it honestly and trust is obviously another thing like jeremy mm. went and saw one of his friends from primary school or whatever yesterday and he spent, I don't know how many hours talking to her, and I'm not bothered at all. Like, it was not, like, I'm glad he went and spoke to her. But I think, you know, jealousy and trust is a big issue for a lot of people as well. Mm. So that's huge. And, like, yeah, we've had a couple of blips where I go mad for an evening. I'm like, oh, my God, <laughs> I'm so jealous. And then it's, like, but it's been, like, a handful, like, five times in 11 years. But, like, yeah. trust is super important. But then, like I said, with the Jeremy being so honest... I can't ever see you cheating or lying or anything because I just think you'd be like, Rosie, I'm sick of you. I'm going off with this person instead. Like, I think you just wouldn't be that honest with me and I think you would be brutal. <laughs> but I love that because it means I don't ever have to question. I'm not ever like, oh my God, is Jeremy going to do something? Do you know what I mean? Like, I think <laughs> you being so honest is honestly one of my favorite things about you. <laughs> even in the bad times, it's one of my favorite things. Even when you say I look like shit, I love it. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, what you said is interesting about um, both putting the same amount. And I mean, I, you're way more supportive than I am towards you, I think, uh, <laughs> to be honest. Uh, I think I, I have a lot to learn from you about that. But, um, yeah, like yesterday I was talking about the five love languages. I think that's actually something I would maybe recommend. I don't have many ingredients for the perfect relationship with anyone. But yeah. I think reading the five love languages and learning the other person love languages is and also like know cool. what yours is and know what the other person's is yeah yeah because you 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 learn how to show express love and how the other person is expecting to well wants to receive it so mm. you can be just more loving uh with each other and i think that can create something 
Burr has to come both way, like you said. Like if you know, yeah. I try, but you don't, or you try, but I don't. Uh, eventually, um, one of us is going to get sick of it, and and he's going to be, you know, he has to be both ways. Um, that's the only maybe magic ingredient I would <laughs> put here, uh, mm. because I think this this book is so amazing and powerful and can be helpful for relationships on a general way, not just love relationships. Yeah, like I friends think, so. and your parents yeah. and siblings <clears throat> and everyone. Yeah. And like I was saying about, you know, putting in the same amount of effort, it's things like, have you ever had a friend who you feel like you're always texting them? You always text them first, you always call them, you always want to meet up with them, you always want to make the plans, you're always the one putting in all the effort. And at some point you think well, fuck this, why am I bothering? They don't care about me. And it's the same sort of thing. Like, you know, we've been apart for seven weeks now and we text each other and call each other equally. It's not like I'm always calling you or you're always calling me. Like, it's it's just kind of yeah, equally. You just always call me when I'm effort. watching a movie, but apart from that, it's fine. Apart from that, <laughs> you have to not complain about it. <laughs> but like, no, it's just the small things, isn't it, as well? And just yeah. making the other person feel loved and appreciated and heard and supported. And like, it's funny because at the beginning I was like, we don't know how we do it and actually when you talk about it you do know how you do it because it's all these different it's everything put together like I don't think you can have a strong relationship without trust or without support or without communication or without love or without laughter without you know whatever it is like I feel like you kind of need everything for it to work yeah no what I, what I mean what I meant by that means right, it's not like a, a recipe book and if you follow what oh, we just yeah. said like your relationship is going to work like yeah no you know it's, it's still still things that you don't control and and i mean and i'm saying so that i love so. you being brutally honest other people would <laughs> yeah. hate that yeah probably. so that doesn't you know it might not times. work for you <laughs> yeah <laughs> you look horrible tonight <laughs> so yeah no don't like i don't know yes i mean it's not like a you know uh, follow these ingredients and you're gonna end up with a profile like no it's not that easy I've... so this is working for us yeah no, that's it because of who we are and yeah it just it's just a good match i think that's like yeah the, it doesn't mean it's like a perfect relationship recipe that's gonna work for everyone that's just that yeah we don't have like a morning <laughs> meeting to discuss how we're gonna <laughs> turn into power couple goals number one <laughs> we just do a lot of things yeah. to help and support and love each other yeah so that was a fun one to end on yeah Thank you, Sephora, I love these for questions. Question. Thank you so much. Yeah, thank you so much, Sephora. And thank you, everyone, for sending in your questions. We've got more as well, so there will be part two at some point. Yeah. Um, we really hope you enjoyed listening. Yeah, let us know if you like this kind of episode, uh, if you want to hear more. And actually, maybe one day we could do a Q&A, but from the audience, not just the guests. Yeah, uh, so that would be good. If you have questions for us, like, send them over and when we have enough maybe i can we, we can do an episode that'll be fun can... do you want people to send them on instagram as a message yeah instagram is the best um okay best place to find us really at just interesting people and uh yeah thank you everyone for listening every week if you enjoy this episode um follow us on instagram or on any podcast application that you use and Come say hi. It's fun to hear from you. (laughs) Yeah. And we'll be back next Wednesday with a brand new episode, as always. Thank you so much. And we will see you soon. Have a wonderful day. Bye.